Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hello, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Wednesday, and thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast, where we will be discussing Genesis chapter 49, verses 1 through 15 this morning. So turn with me in your Bibles to that chapter, and let's go ahead and start reading this. I will be reading out of the WEB version, as I usually do. So grab your cup of coffee, like I have mine right here with me. (laughs) But let's go ahead and start reading this chapter of the Bible. Jacob called to his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Assemble yourselves and hear, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, excelling in dignity and excelling in power. Boiling over like water, you shall not excel, because you went up to your father's bed, then defiled it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. My soul, don't come into their council. My glory, don't be united into their assembly. For in their anger they killed men. In their self-will they hamstrung cattle. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob, and I will scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From my prey, my son, you have gone up. He stooped down, he crouched as a lion, as a lioness. Who will rouse him up? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he comes to whom it belongs. The obedience of the peoples will be to him, binding his foal to the vine, the donkey's colt to the choice vine. He has washed his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be red with wine, his teeth white with milk. Zebulun will dwell at the haven of the sea. He will be for a haven of ships. His border will be on Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, lying down between the saddlebags. He saw a resting place that it was good, the land that it was pleasant. He bows his shoulder to the burden and becomes a servant doing forced labor. I kind of think of this as sort of poetic, everything that Jacob is talking about here. And one of the things I actually looked up for this chapter to research it is basically ancient Hebrew and how they spoke. It was very melodic, especially with the way Moses, who wrote Genesis, the way Moses wrote this, it was very melodic. This was very typical of the way they wrote back in ancient Hebrew times. I kind of looked that up to see basically more about what this is talking about, because this is some hard uh, old English, basically, especially when I'm reading out of the WEB version, as much as I love it. I've already told you guys that it's not my most favorite, because sometimes it's just really hard to understand every once in a while. But I do love the WEB version and what they've done with it. And I've mentioned that before. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and uh, discuss this a little bit. In verse one and two, Jacob is dying. He was dying in the last couple chapters, actually, and this is his very last statement that he gives all of his sons before he dies. 
So he says that he called up all of his sons to come into the tent where he was sitting. And uh, he says, gather yourselves into this tent. And I'm going to tell you all which will happen to you in the latter days or in the days to come. Now, this is Jacob prophesying. And this is the first time we see a man prophesying in the entire Bible. Jacob was the only person so far to prophesy in Genesis. Beforehand, it was God prophesying, but now we see Jacob prophesying. So he had the spirit of God inside of him. As honestly, as ridiculous as Jacob was sometimes, he was still loved by God and he was still a God-fearing man. He had the spirit of God inside of him. So he was able to discern the future in a sense and prophesy about what was going to happen to his 12 sons who were about to become the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, technically, kind of, there are 13 tribes of Israel. And I, I kind of mentioned that before. Levi, the tribe of Levi, which I think was the third born son, he kind of was a tribe, but also they didn't own land. So sometimes they're, the tribe of Levi is not considered one of the 12 tribes. It kind of is, but also kind of isn't. And then the tribe of Manasseh, who was one of Joseph's sons, was actually considered a half tribe. And so Almost um, Joseph's two sons are considered half tribes, if that makes sense, which would be one complete tribe, the tribe of Joseph, in a sense. I just wanted to throw that out there. So anyway, the, the sons come into the tent and whatever, and they listen to everything that Jacob has to say to them before Jacob dies. And he says, listen to your father Israel. And he also says, hear you sons of Jacob. So he calls himself both Jacob and Israel in the same sentence, which is kind of funny. Hear you sons of Jacob, listen to Israel, your father. I believe Jacob kind of knew that he was struggling internally his entire life, especially where um, when he was talking to Pharaoh that one time where he was telling the Pharaoh, my, my days have been hard and I've struggled my entire life, basically. This is another way to look at this. He was always struggling with Jacob. You know, he was named Israel by God, but he was always wrestling with Jacob. And Jacob was the one who wrestled. And so it's kind of two ways to look at it. You know, uh, Jacob, I think, recognizes that he did struggle his entire life with his, his natural nature, basically. And uh, he was named Israel, which was the man who was supposed to be the leader of the Israelites, basically. And so he was always struggling, though, with Jacob. So that's why he says to his sons, uh, listen and hear you sons of Jacob, listen to your Israel, your father. And so after this, he says, Reuben, you are my firstborn. So he talks to Reuben and Reuben was his firstborn by Leah. So he says to Reuben, you are my firstborn. You are my might. You are the beginning of my strength. So you are a very powerful person. And, you, and he says, you excel in dignity. You excel in power. But even though you excel in these two things, you are not going to truly excel. He says, you are like water. You are shifty. You are boiling like water. You are not going to excel because you defiled my bed. And we talked about that a little bit. We talked about how Reuben had slept with Bilhah, who was one of um, Israel's or Jacob's uh, wives, technically. And so that was not a good thing to do. That was very sinful. That was not correct. And uh, Reuben should never have done that. Like, it was his stepmother. It was very weird. And so um, Reuben ended up doing that. And because of that, basically, Jacob is saying that Reuben and the tribe of Reuben are not going to excel, which is exactly what happened. Later on, when we start talking about the different tribes, we will actually see that the tribe of Reuben 
I, they had nothing. Like they, they didn't really excel at all. They didn't have any kings coming out of them, no prophets, nothing like that. They were just a basic, boring tribe. In fact, uh, some people even say, I was reading about this, some people say that Reuben was the last of all the tribes. They were the last, the most boring or unsuccessful, I suppose. But it's kind of going back to, we've been reading a lot in Matthew about how the last will be first and the first will be last. Reuben was the firstborn son, but because of his actions, he became the last. That tribe became the last. And so that was something I was reading about as well. So after this, uh, after he talks about all of this to Reuben, he says, Simeon and Levi are brothers, so they were the second and third born. We talked a little bit about Simeon and Levi several chapters ago, but Jacob says, Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. My soul, don't come into their council. My glory, do not be in, united into their assembly. So he's kind of cursing them a little bit for what they had done to the men of Shechem. If you remember many, many chapters ago in the Bible, we talked about Simeon and Levi going and literally killing, committing genocide in the city of Shechem. They went and killed all of these innocent men that had nothing to do with the rape of their sister. They went and killed an entire city because they were angry about what had happened to their sister, which was done by one man, Shechem himself, actually. Jacob is cursing them because of this. He says, you are weapons of violence. I will not be coming into your council. I will not be united with your assembly. In your anger, you killed men. Cursed be your anger. It was fierce and your wrath for it was cruel. And so imagine your dad saying to this on his deathbed. <laughs> I mean, I know that Simeon and Levi definitely for sure were not in the right. We talked about that. They absolutely were not correct in going and killing all of those men. But man, that would be a really hard thing to hear from your dad on his deathbed for sure. But they kind of deserved it, honestly. They didn't get a whole lot of consequences for what they had done with that. So now this is their consequence. This is their consequence, that their tribes are going to be cursed. And here's what Jacob ends up saying about them. I will divide them in Jacob and I will scatter them in Israel. Simeon and Levi actually were scattered. Now, the tribe of Simeon was one of the littlest tribes and they actually had to share land with Judah. So they became scattered all throughout Israel because they had to share the land. They didn't get a piece of their own land. And they were a very little tribe. And this was a curse to them. Now, on the other hand, Levi, I think I've already talked about Levi. Levi didn't get any land. And they were also scattered all throughout the land. But because the Levites later on, which we will learn about in, I believe it's, is it Exodus? I, I'm not sure. But when we learn about the tribe of Levi, we will see that they were actually faithful to God later on. And because of that, God did end up blessing them and they got a inheritance of God himself, which was a really cool kind of inheritance, actually. But we'll, we'll get into all that later. So anyway, Jacob is basically accurately predicting what's going to happen to the tribes many, many years in the future, hundreds of years in the future. And uh, it, it's so true. Every single thing that happened here that, that Jacob is saying came true, which is, which is very interesting. After this, he talks about Judah, and he says, Judah, your brothers will praise you. Judah was the, the fourth born. He says, your brothers are going to praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. And he says, 
The scepter will not depart from Judah, in verse 10, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet until he comes to whom it belongs, which is an old-fashioned way of saying, until the scepter goes to Jesus, basically. It says that the scepter will not depart from Judah. Where did all the kings come from? It was from the tribe of Judah. Judah ruled it all towards the end, especially during the time of King David. And even after Israel went into captivity, they were still kind of allowed to rule themselves. So this was also very accurate. They were allowed to rule themselves. And even even when Jesus is around, we do see that there are still kind of these kings in Judah ruling. And it says that until Jesus becomes king, when when Jesus comes into the earth, the Messiah comes basically, that is when Jesus is going to become the, the actual king and the rulers of Judah will then stop. I was reading a little bit of history on this. Right around the time when Jesus was born, the priests of the time actually believed that their rulership was over and they thought this prophecy from the mouth of Jacob basically was incorrect. But Jesus was a baby. <laughs> and so it wasn't incorrect. They just didn't know that Jesus was already born. He was the Messiah and all that stuff. And so it, it is interesting how, how everything kind of played out and Judah was the most popular tribe. And I think I might be wrong on this one, but I think the tribe of Judah still exists to this day. I think Benjamin and Judah are the only tribes that actually still exist to this day. I might be wrong about that. If you actually know the answer to that, please uh, email me and let me know what the answer to that is because I'm, I'm actually really interested in that. So after this, he continues on by talking about Zebulun and Issachar. So he kind of is jumping sons a little bit. He f- talked about the first four sons and then he skipped a few sons that had, um, I believe, come from Bilhah potentially. I mix up the two names of the concubines all the time, Bilhah and Zilpah, but I can't remember which concubine had who. But anyway, he talks about, he continues talking about the sons of his first wife, Leah, and jumps to Zebulun and Issachar. He says, Zebulun will dwell at the haven of the sea. He will be a haven of ships. His border will be on the Sidon, which actually ended up coming true. That is where Zebulun ended up, the tribe of Zebulun ended up living, was near the sea. And then he says, Issachar is a strong donkey lying down between the saddlebags. He saw a good resting place. It was good. The land, it was pleasant. He bows his shoulder to the burden and becomes a servant doing forced labor. And it was kind of true. Issachar was a strong tribe. I believe they were the third largest tribe. But many people say that the tribe of Issachar became kind of lazy. And, and that's kind of what Jacob is predicting here. You know, they, it, the tribe of Issachar saw this great resting place and they're, they're resting in it. But because of their laziness, people came and overtook that tribe and they did end up becoming servants in forced labor, basically. So we will talk more about Jacob's um, prophecies here on Friday. So join me then at 6 a.m. And thank you for tuning in this morning, of course. And uh, keep looking out for that app. I'm not quite sure what is going on with that. I paid for it and I have to get on them and be like, okay, where's my app for the P40 Ministries podcast? But I will let you guys know when that happens and when I finally finish basically arguing with um, the creators of that app. But hopefully that will be out very soon. I'm super excited about that. I think that's going to be a really great way to continue to spread P40 Ministries podcast and to continue doing it because an app is so easy. It's right there on your phone. You don't have to click through anything. You just open the app and there's the first episode. So I'll let you guys know when that happens. So keep your eyes out for that. But thank you guys for tuning in. 
Happy listening and God bless.